Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today is a deepening of last week's episode. This is a deepening of frequency first. And it was really exciting because I received uh, several uh, messages from you that said, this really resonated with me. This was really helpful for me in understanding some of the shifts that I need to make in my life. Amazing. That's what I'm here for. But I also do want to take a moment to point out, if there's something I say that doesn't resonate with you, that's also a gift. Because in that, you have the opportunity to be that much closer to your truth. And we know that many truths can exist at one time. And of course, I do believe in perpetual truths, but I also believe that there are many truths that can exist uh, at the same time. So if there's something that I say that you're like, ooh, I don't like that, or that doesn't resonate with me, maybe it doesn't resonate with you yet, or maybe it simply doesn't resonate with you, and in which case, it brings you closer to your truth, your convictions. And that's so huge. So I just wanted to point that out. Like, it's, it's absolutely okay if you don't agree with everything. I wouldn't think that you would. Obviously, I'm a very convicted person and I'm sharing these things from a place of conviction. Like, this is my truth of all truths. But also, like, my truths have evolved. I mean, there's so many things that I'm constantly evolving, like what I believe is possible. And thankfully, this is expanding, not contracting. It's like as soon as I have tapped into uh, the conversations that we have on the Fiercely Awakening podcast, it's like it hasn't gotten smaller. It's only gotten bigger. And I know that I'm just scratching the surface of what we're all capable of. So everything has a frequency. And whatever you're feeling at any time is what's bringing that to your life. It's bringing to your life those things of a similar frequency. So in other words, life is constantly responding to you. And life is constantly communicating with you. So everything that you see, everything that you experience, every circumstance, every event that you have is on your frequency. Now, again, I also believe that we are here to sign up for certain life lessons, uh, certain things to help us evolve. So it doesn't mean that your frequency doesn't come with challenges. 
that doesn't come with difficult experiences, that doesn't come with loss. I mean, life and death go hand in hand. But I am saying that we have so much power for our day-to-day experiences and to really tap into how full that we are living this life. So I also don't believe that there are any accidents or coincidences in life, that everything is the synchronicity because everything is a frequency. And so my truth is that when I am locked into a soul ask and I am on that soul assignment and I accept the assignment, that things start lining up for me. And as I pursue that assignment, more things shift. Now, there are certainly times where I think that I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm like, this is it, this is the thing. And then as I try that on, it evolves and it shifts. And I'm like, okay, that's not how I thought we were starting. But it took me saying yes and being in the energy of the yes for it to evolve. Again, it's like our ego wants things to make logical sense and to be in a linear, perfect order. It doesn't work that way. So if you're still stuck in trying to make life work that way, I can promise you you're going to be on a merry-go-round of mediocre. So. Again, in that last episode, I shared with you, you know, the power of denial when it comes to uh, the health issues. And I wanted to talk about this real quick because um, this is a big concept that we've never talked about before. And so to give some further context to this, it's like if you are being met with, and the best way to explain this, a, a diagnosis that you don't want to accept the terms of that, right? It's like that denial is a sacred law of healing. And that does not mean that you don't do anything. That absolutely means that you reach as fast and furiously to your highest truth and begin taking aligned actions with that truth immediately. But you're making those moves on the frequency of the health upgrades, not in the fear of if I don't do these things, then this is my fate. And so part of this is also, you know, taking that, that radical responsibility for, for what is like that, taking that radical responsibility, accepting, but also denying the path that we don't want. Like that's one path that exists out of a million different paths. Why would I get on that path that I don't want? So again, this, this is going to look and feel differently given, you know, the situation of what it is, but I just want you to play with this a little bit because this is a big one, a huge one. Now I had a small example of this playing out this week. So I had a filling that had fallen out, an old filling that had fallen out. And um, I actually wasn't aware that it had fallen out until I had routine cleaning. And 
I was surprised because I'm pretty hyper-focused on what's going on in my mouth. And so I wasn't even aware of this. Uh, so anyway, um, having learned the hard way of, you know, cause I'm pretty picky about who touches my mouth and what happens in my mouth, uh, because I've learned a lot, obviously, like I really have strong convictions about, uh, the dental industry. And so fast forward, I have this feeling that has fallen out. It was news to me. And so, yes, let's get this replaced. Like I have, this is where what I've learned the hard way is like when you have had dental work in your mouth and you have had drilling done, traditional dentistry operates under extension for prevention. So that means they take far more of the tooth than what they need to take. And in order to prevent decay from worsening, which if you understand the root cause of decay, this makes no sense. So once you have had dental work done, it's really hard to restore that tooth. You know, it, it's like you have had really um, intense, dramatic, invasive drilling done on that tooth. And now you're really at the mercy of this filling being, you know, what prevents further disruption in the mouth. Because even something as, you know, light as a piece of lettuce can be enough to uh, put pressure on a nerve and then, you know, create further destruction. So, all being said, I understand that, you know, once a filling has fallen out, I really can't do much to restore my tooth because I've already handed it over to the dental industry. And so now I'm at mercy for their tools, which is to replace the filling. Again, I learned this the hard way because uh, when it comes to the teeth stuff, I have really stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to be the, my own best experiment of like, how much can I do with a tooth that has been already destroyed? Okay, so that you are limited. I've learned that. So anyway, I know this. I'm going to get this filling replaced. So to me, this is like a quick thing. And I get there and the assistant says to me, Um, so just to let you know, you know, I was reviewing the x-ray and it's pretty bad. And this is, there's some pretty deep decay and it's pretty close to a nerve. And so we just don't really know what we're getting into. Um, you know, it just, it looks pretty bad. And instantly my first reaction was I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Because simultaneously, as the I'm safe is coming to my mind's eye, I can feel that kick of fight or flight wanting to take over. This is like happening so quickly. It's like I feel that sensation of fight or flight wanting to take over. And then at the same time, a second before I am calling in, I am safe. And so as I'm in my mind's eye saying I'm safe, I, I say out loud, that's impossible. That's impossible. 
I'm like, this is the tooth. This is a tooth that has that. This is we're talking about a tooth that had a filling that had fallen out, and the filling needs to be replaced. And you're saying that there is new decay. Yeah, this is impossible. This isn't true. I know my body. I know how well I've been serving my body. This is not true. So right, operating that that first law of denial, and it was coming from a pure place of like, I know me. I know my habits, my practices. Like this, this is impossible. And so we agreed to take another x-ray. And sure enough, it was just the original one was just a bad x-ray that had painted a picture that made it look like it was far worse. And the new x-ray revealed the truth, which was that it was very, uh, just a feeling that needed to be replaced. So like, again, such a win, so many lessons in that little bit of like knowing yourself, knowing your hard work that you're putting into your health and standing for that, making a stance for that, questioning, is this true? Because it's certainly not my truth. So that was a small, a small thing that I got tested with, you know, after that podcast. All right. So today I want to just deepen this. This is a deepening conversation. I wanted to clear up some things first from last session, and now we're going to dive into the deepening part. So those high frequency feelings is love, gratitude, joy, bliss, passion, turn on excitement, enthusiasm, hope, satisfaction, freedom, potentiality, possibility, extraordinary, unstoppable, expansion. Low frequency feelings are boredom, irritation, frustration, disappointment, worry, criticism, anger, hate, guilt, despair, and fear. Now there's a sneaky low frequency feeling. And I call this sneaky because it's in the middle. And the sneaky low frequency feeling is okay. Feeling okay is a negative feeling. If you're feeling not much of anything at all, then your life will essentially be average or not much at all. And honestly, for me at this point in my life, when I feel average, when I feel average, this is a low vibe feeling to me. I can feel my vibration shift because feeling average to me says I'm not in charge. I am just a victim of what life throws at me. I'm okay. And you can hear in people's voices when you say, how are you? And they say, okay. It doesn't feel like, okay. (laughs) You know, you can feel that it's like lower. I'm okay. Really? You're okay. On this gorgeous day with the sun shining and uh, so much to be grateful for, you're okay. Now, certainly 
Again, are there times that I feel okay? Yes. But those are times that I know that my frequency is distorted. I need to address this. It's okay to feel okay for a moment. It's okay to feel human. But we have to reclaim that power and say, what do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? What do I want my life to feel like? So feeling good, right, is feeling good. And good feelings are happy, joyful, purposeful, intentional. And we can find that. All of us can find that. Even if it's in the smallest, smallest thing, we can feel that connection to something extraordinary. It can be looking intently at a bumblebee busy at work. It can be losing your gaze in a sunflower. And there's so many things just looking up under a tree and you can find that sense of awe and wow. Okay, so I want to give us seven examples of what it looks like to lead in the energy of frequency first. So example number one is health. So here's my example. You feel stuck and frustrated. You've been working on your health for a long time. You have tried lots of things, but nothing seems to work. So I want you just to think about for a minute what I just said and how problematic this thought is. So when you feel like nothing's working, nothing will work. When you feel stuck, you are stuck and you are attracting more things to make you feel stuck. And when you feel frustrated, you are met with more things that create frustration. So in this instance, this may be true. Like this may be like, no, but this is true. This is how I feel. Well, my point is, is that feeling this way is not going to move you forward. Feeling this way is going to keep you stuck. So this is where an intervention of your thoughts is needed. So step one, radical honesty is a must. Because we know if thoughts are things, and this didn't happen overnight, your thoughts are contributing to this place of stuckness. Then the next thing is how much energy are you actually spending on what you do want? Because if you haven't decided what you do want, if you think it's just Captain Obvious of what you want, and you're not spending any time visualizing what you want, feeling what you want, you're missing out on a major offering of momentum. So we have to spend time in that visualization seeing yourself the way you desire. And then the next question is, is what is the number one thing that you're resisting right now? So if I feel stuck in my health, if I feel stuck of reaching that plateau and I'm like, but I want more, I check myself of like what's been coming through for me as like those whispers of wisdom that I have been ignoring. In other words, what am I resisting? Because I must be resisting something, which is why I'm in this persistent state. So 
I address it. I do the thing. And then all of a sudden, things are moving forward again. So when it's shifting forward, I celebrate that, right? It's celebrating those micro shifts of like, I can feel this is working. I can feel so good or I'm feeling so good and I'm so excited. So even if I'm feeling a little shift, right? It's like really, really celebrating that and and expanding that shift with my thoughts. Because we know that our cells are constantly eavesdropping on our thoughts and whatever we're saying in our head and what we're saying out loud or what we're complaining about is literally like giving them commands. So if you are committed to a story of being exhausted, you are going to find that as you tell that story to yourself, to other people, the exhaustion grows. We have to be able to give our body commands and give these commands with gratitude that they're already here, but even if we can't see it yet, even if we can't feel it yet. So the command can be, I feel more amazing every day. My body responds beautifully to my efforts. I trust my next step will show up and I am ready to take it. Your cells are this mini universe within. So they're constantly waiting uh, and listening and responding to your commands. So if you feel stuck, I guarantee that you've had drop-ins of guidance of what step to take and there's been a resistance for whatever reason, money, time, effort. This is where we get back to the truth of like you're the mountain in the way. There is a path. And the path is waiting for you and it's ready. You're ready to pursue it. Even if it's taking the smallest baby steps, one step is far superior than thoughts that are moving you backwards. So even if the first step is, I know it sounds simple, but it's getting clear on what you want. It's seeing yourself as the version of your desire. Because if you can see it in your mind's eye, it exists. And and then also checking with what are you resisting? Because the more that we resist what's coming through for us, the stronger the symptoms will, will persist. So, you know, I don't, I I think that health, extraordinary health does take uh work, you know? I, I don't think that. Any one of us can just say, oh, I'm going to have extraordinary health by, you know, thinking about it. Thinking about it is absolutely a huge component of it. And it is moving you forward with the opportunities that will present itself. But when you're willing to be honest about how you feel, there are depths to that journey. There are absolutely depths to that journey. And so this is being willing to claim your worth, trust the path, trust you'll be supported in all the ways and continue to take those baby steps. And then sometimes you're going to be taking massive leaps. I really believe the work that we're doing right now with health um, is 
massive leaps that we have available. Okay, so second example, let's talk money. So in this example, uh, in the same week, your car needs repairs that you weren't expecting and your dishwasher breaks. This just feels, oh my gosh, like wasn't expecting this. And you think to yourself, like, what is going to come next? So first off, right, the truth is bad feelings brings more bad experiences and good feelings are what set you free. And so in this instance, we have to honor what money is, which money is an energetic currency. It is energetic. I know it's tangible. You can put it in your hand, but it's really responding to frequency with great speed. So we can either be uh, super magnetizing and attractive to money, or we can be super repelling to money. And so when we have things that happen, again, that radical responsibility comes in of like, why might this happen? Okay, so checking yourself, like, have I been feeling, um, you know, have I been feeling frustrating thoughts? Have I been feeling like the world's out to get me? Have I been feeling like everything's hard? Um, have I been feeling like everything's expensive? Have I been feeling that there's not enough to go around? It's like these feelings will be like, let the universe is like, let me prove it to you. Yep, I'm going to show you. Want me to make it harder? Uh, so there's that aspect of it, of those feelings. And then there's also like a higher perspective of, of just trusting that this repair was super timely and super needed. And this was the most, the, the least disrupted to your life way to go about it. Because when we can see something in that way, we can say, okay, this was the path that was taken that was actually the least disruptive to my life because maybe I have been avoiding, you know, routine checkups. And so this was that, you know, universe intervention of like, on my behalf, we need to do some corrections here. And this was honestly the best time, you know, for your dishwasher to have this disturbance. I know it doesn't seem like that right now, but this is the best time of all times for this to happen. So this is us like seeing life as working out for us. And to put it simply, like this is the question of, you know, instead of, you know, why is this happening to me? You know, uh, that this is happening for me. And then we get super grateful. Like, when was the last time that you expressed gratitude for your car? When was the last time that you expressed gratitude for your dishwasher? And really taking that ownership and knowing that gratitude is the great multiplier for more, for more good. <clears throat> so number three example, let's say it's work. And work just doesn't light you up. It doesn't do anything for you. You can't stand your boss, but you need the money and you're good at it, but you find it exhausting. So first, in this type of situation, if you have negative feelings about your boss 
and think, I can't stand my boss, your relationship will continue to get worse and every day you will only see more flaws and experience more negativity about your boss. It's especially when we don't like someone, what we dislike about them grows. And then it's getting clear on like, what do you want? Because if you don't know what you want, this is on you. If you're unclear about what you want, this is on you. So we have to start taking those steps because when it's so muddy about like, we just don't even know what we want, then this tells us like, we're pretty disconnected from our, from our soul truth. And we're probably not used to saying yes to ourselves. We're probably used to saying yes to everybody else. So we don't even know what it feels like to say yes to ourselves, yes to our life, yes to the things that we want. And so it, in these situations, it can be so hard for somebody to even ask themselves the questions of like, what do I want? Because they haven't thought about that in forever. And so the best way to start to open up this portal is to start working with gratitude. And I know it seems so simple, but I'm telling you, like, if you can find five things about your job of why you're grateful for, of what you're grateful for and why, and then expand upon that every day, the whole entire energy of that commitment, of that arrangement, of that employment is going to start to shift. And you may find that this is actually like, an amazing opportunity and others more for you here. Or you may find that this contract, uh, your soul with this job has been done for a long time. And so the discomfort that you're feeling in this arrangement has been for you to nudge yourself out the door. So again, life is hard when we feel like we're just victims to whatever happens to us and we don't have a say and we don't have a choice. But when we activate that say and choice and we say, I matter enough to have a want, things start to shift. So our next example is marriage. So maybe you're feeling disconnected from your partner, and even on your best days, you may feel disappointed, misunderstood, or frustrated. You have become more like household child, you know, like you're just like managing the house or managing the children partners. Like it's like business partners versus having that love, that connection, and those butterflies. So first, you know, remembering whatever you're feeling about your partner, they likely feel about you too. And it may look different, but we are constantly mirroring each other. So if you want more love, you must lead with love. If you're taking your relationship for granted, acting like you have one foot in the door and one foot on the way out, like you're not committed, this is felt energetically as chaotic and you will only attract more chaos in the home. So when we're in marriage, we are in a contract and we must decide to be all in to that contract until we decide to be all out, which means there's no place for wishy-washy energy. 
And so what this means is that we're all in, right, until we're all out, which means we show up the way we desire for life to show up to us. Okay, so if you say things like, you know, if you would just do these things, then I would do these things, um, then you're essentially be stuck in that loop forever. It's just on a merry-go-round again that you can't get off. And so you can't receive anything until you give it first. So you have to go first always. So where are you playing the victim card or leading with the frequency of victim? Like poor me, you know, that type of thing. Where are you allowing old past to drive your current and future decisions? Like this didn't work in the past or because of these things in the past, you know, I can't have these things. And, and where can you start to shift immediately by choosing to give love and acceptance? Because when you give the love and acceptance, you receive love and acceptance. That is the portal that opens that up. If you give judgment, if you lead with the frequency of judgment, you're going to receive more things to judge. If you lead with the frequency of a guarded wall, you're going to receive things that feel cold. If you lead with the frequency of disappointment, you're going to constantly receive things that are disappointing. So so there's a loop here, right? We see this all the time. People get in this loop and they can't get off because it's a constant, I'm going to one-up you for what you did wrong and then the other person one-up you because of what you did wrong and then you just continue on this frequency of what you don't want. So it starts with you to get clear on being all in, energetically being all in, letting go of being playing the victim card and being willing to give love and acceptance. And obviously there's so much more uh, that I could say on that, but that's a really great place to start. So in terms of uh, other relationships, our next one, this can look like your mom drives you nuts <laughs> and you find yourself contracting every time the phone rings. Uh, again, every time that the phone rings and you contract, the contraction will deepen. And as you contract, uh, you dial down your frequency, you dial down your magnetism. So in this instance, you know, a pathway to think about is like what you see in her exists in you too. And that's why it's uncomfortable. So what is being brought up for you to heal? What is being brought up for you to look at, for you to sit with? And then again, the frequency that we want to lead in is compassion. Are we willing to give compassion to others that we pray they give to us, right? Can we give it? And I know there are some relationships where this is just so difficult. Trust me, I have them and I can find myself 
getting very human about some of them because, you know, they're just, and you can have those human moments. You can have those moments of frustration, but again, reach for that higher truth, which is love. It's always going to be love. And you, um, you know, you can check your boundaries. You can check what feels good to you, what's in alignment to you. But ultimately, the more that you just hang on to the truth of so-and-so drives me nuts, there's no way off of that unless you decide that you want it to look differently. And, and you could resist this for a long time because maybe, you know, the relationship in question isn't in your face, you know, enough. That certainly can be the case. But in a relationship that is something like your mom, you want to check with yourself of like, what do I want this relationship to look like? What kind of relationship do I want with my mom? Like, if there's a true desire to have an upgraded relationship with your mother, for example, then this exists. It wouldn't be coming through if it wasn't an offering for you. But if you don't want that, then what do you want? Again, it always is going to come back to that. But where we take that responsibility, right, is like, oh, this is really uncomfortable in me because I can see these things in me now. I'm much better at managing my shadow self, but it does exist. So is there something here that I want to work with forgiveness? That I want to work with letting go? Okay, the next example is inflation. Okay, so we see the prices are going up and we say, you know, it's time to be more cautious of our spendings. We need to cut back. Every time you're at the store, the grocery store, you feel yourself agitated at the prices in the store and you complain to others at how ridiculous it all is. So the frequency that you're leading with is that agitation, that frustration, and that contracted state. So just know like that's going to bring more of that into your life because essentially the more you see how bad it is, the more you're part of the creation of more doom and gloom. So this is where we are really looking at what we're complaining about and instead bless the times that we're in and trust that we are here at this exact time for an exact purpose and that there are upgrades in motions and no matter what is happening, the laws are, are the laws, right? So the laws of abundance don't change because there's a recession. So you can either give your power away to these things, or you can leverage this time to do the work and co-create and say, I am going to bless the times that we end. I know that the more I complain, the more I'm given to complain about. So I'm going to be so grateful and I'm going to bless the times that we're in and I'm going to lead my life with love. And when I lead my life with love, I'm going to receive more things to love. So constantly our thoughts and our feelings are either good or bad and they will return uh, to us um, as automatically um, and precisely as an echo, which is crazy. All right, our final one, I believe, is daily life example. So daily life, you scroll on Instagram and you start comparing yourself to what you see online. And the more you scroll, the worse you feel. And this can bring up feelings like despair 
And when we feel something as heavy as despair, it'll amplify our negativity and we will receive more negativity. And so instead, we want to say in our mind's eye or even out loud, wow, this is so amazing for them. And if they can do it, so can I. If this, is, if this life that they're showing me is true and it exists for them, I know it exists for me too. And you plug in instead of that despair of the comparison making you feel bad, allowing it to give you hope and play in the energy of possibility and potentiality and ultimately get you to dream even bigger, to stretch your ability to dream. So again, if we use the frequency of feeling bad about ourselves or bad about our life, then we're leading that and the harder life gets. Okay, so uh, to summarize this, you know, every person is surrounded by a magnetic field and everywhere you go, your magnetic field goes with you. Your feelings are what attracts things to you. So the more love and gratitude that you have in your field, the stronger your magnetism or high vibration experiences. So here is your quick assignments. What if you spent two minutes every day visualizing what you want as if you already have it and seeing yourself have it? I realized lately that this has fallen off and this is a big problem. It's like, wait a minute, like I have certain things that I'm really great at visualizing, but typically whatever desire I'm working on, I also have a visual for that. And I realized recently, like I haven't completed that next part. Like I haven't seen things all the way through and seeing things all the way through in my mind's eye first is what Mm. brings them closer. So this is really key. And then the second thing is creating a love list. What do you love? A love list. Like make this list grow of all the things that you love, the things you love to do, the things you love to see, the people you love to be with, the conversations you love to have, um, the dog you love, because I know you can probably hear mine in the background (laughs) making some noises. Uh, so what do you love your kids and why you love them? You know, like the, the designs that you love, like all things in this life that you love. Falling in love with life means adoring life. And if it feels heavy and hard, just know that focusing on the heavy and hard is turning up the volume on the heavy and hard. So your way out of the heavy and hard is just one speck of gratitude that you grow. And remember, your positive feelings are far more powerful than your negative, and it doesn't take that much effort to tip the scale in your favor. It's not like you have to be 100% positive all the time. That's not true. You can be human. You can have your human moments, but you have to be able to reach for the higher truth. And remember, my favorite higher truth is upgrades in motion. Like even though this is hard, even though this is uncomfortable, I trust this is an upgrade in motion. One of them makes me contract and the other one makes me expand. If you are doing this work, which I hope that you are, um, and it's honestly only through doing the work 
that you may find patterns. Okay, patterns are really powerful when we find them because when we clear the pattern, we really speed things up. And so if you find that you have this pattern, this thing that's, you know, seems to happen over and over again, addressing the pattern is the subconscious work. It's the bigger subconscious work to clear this up. But we can always do so much. You know, our biggest tool in our toolbox is just deciding for it to be done, deciding for it to be cleared, and then operating from that place of it is done. I mean, I know it sounds easier said than done, but like literally, if I say this pattern, I is no like I no longer subscribe to this pattern. If I allow this pattern to run my life, these are the things that I would continue to do. So I'm not going to do them and I'm going to disrupt that pattern. But certainly there are so many other tools to help us. Emotional freedom technique, uh, working intentionally with meditation, affirmations, the emotion code. You know, there's so many things that we can do. So ultimately, you know, the choice point of life, the choice point of life is to sit on the sidelines and allow life to respond to a murky, mediocre frequency and essentially feel like we're getting smacked around and we never know uh, what might happen in that day or, you know, the frustration is just going to grow and this thing's going to make us mad and this, this drama, this trauma, this drama, this trauma, and we just can't get off. Or we get in the game of life. And I love this quote, and I'll leave it with this. The game of life is a game of boomerangs. One thought, deeds, and words return to us sooner or later with astounding accuracy. And that's from Florence Scovel Shin. Such great, such great works of book that she has out there. So I challenge you all to dial up the frequency that you want to live your life in and find the area in your life that you currently are having that low frequency and allowing that low frequency to lead and just humor me and play with shifting out of that frequency with a higher frequency, working with that gratitude, working with that love and acceptance and see what happens. I guarantee things will change. Will you be tested? Will you be challenged? Will the old frequency want to take over? Absolutely. But if you keep going with your practices, keep going with your affirming and your truth and what you want, it will change. It's inevitable. It will change. It is already done. All right, you guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. I can't wait.